are tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Under the Dome fans. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 5, Alaska, or as I like to call it, Messed Up Stuff is Happening. I am your host, Jackie Borowski, and with me is Amanda Fields-Bennett. Hello, people, Under the Dome. Um, I, I just want to write a lit. I just want to read off a list first of terrifying things that happened this episode. People in the AfterBuzz studios were wondering what was going on because Amanda and I were screaming so much that um, they were worried and about us. And shielding our faces. Yeah. And were, saying, no! That's pretty much how it went. That was a, that was an accurate... Uh, Did I just hurt your eardrums? I'm sorry. It, w- it was an accurate description of how we felt, though. Um, it so, might have been even louder in real life. It, oh, it was louder <laughs> for sure. Here's my list of terrifying things that happened. Uh, someone got killed with a bat. There were alien goose cells. Someone committed suicide in a bathtub. Two people got killed by a falling beam. There were a lot of bombs, and the one that offended Amanda and I the most, a dog almost got killed. Not only got killed almost, but almost, like, brutally slaughtered. Yeah. Like, the worst thing imaginable. The cutest dog in the world that we now know is named Indy. Yeah, Indy's adorable. He conveniently shows back up this week. And he has no tail, which is so cute about him. I I don't know what that's officially named, but I love it. I love it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to start with what Amanda and I have decided is the best line of the episode, which is... Oh, oh wait a minute. i got to get ready because I want to say it with you. Yes. You ready? I, I knocked out a column, column. but I didn't, didn't know, know it was, was load-bearing. Load <laughs> Junior... Renny, we were like, excuse me, Junior. Yes, you did. You so knew it was load-bearing. They told you, especially uh, Pete, he was like, excuse me, but that is a load-bearing beam. And if you knock it down, the whole place is going to go down. I do know that the theme... I don't care. Here's my hammer. Boom. (laughs) The theme of this episode was that a lot of people are now under the influence of alien goose cells. Um, oh, so the alien goose. Cells. I do realize, in like retrospect, that maybe like a part of rational Junior didn't realize it was load bearing because of the alien goose cell influence. But still, it at that moment we were like, how many times in the last episode were you told this was load bearing? A thousand, and yeah. you were like shoved down and punched about it. And he was like, whatevs, bam. <laughs> That's all I had to say about that. I do what I want. I'm Junior Rennie. Yeah, and also I go have sex with Christine in the Dome Dungeon. It's so creepy. It's not. I just decided to call it the Dome Dungeon, and I like it. Um, No, it's just the cave. It is the cave. It's the pod cave goo sexy time We did find out that... um, Actually, I, I want to address some of my comments on YouTube because I was talking with someone today on YouTube 
where um, they they mentioned the load-bearing column, and I was like, I know that's going to come into play at some point because they wouldn't have made such a big deal about it, and it came into play in a big way right here. Yeah, it had to have because... It had to have. So we have... It was a big power play. We have this... Um, we have let's de- let's delve into the like Barbie P Christine thing that's happening at the um, town hall, where uh, Pete is trying to insinuate that Barbie is under the influence of Christine, and Barbie is like, "No, I'm my own man. I do oh, what yeah. I want." Yeah. Um, and in investigating this beam, Barbie discovers that the beam. It was set up this way. So, like, the beams were... I forgot what the term was because I don't know building things. But, oh, but it was raked were, or raised they or... Were, um, the beams were cut along the edge. They were basically cut so that Pre-cut it would fall. So that, yeah. yeah. Someone set it up. And here's another wonderful line of this episode in this scene. Pete comes up and says, She doesn't know her ass from her elbow. <laughs> so he's basically like, I'm not listening to you or anybody except for me. I know how to build things, and you obviously don't. Which is, um, it's interesting because I started to have these, okay, did Pete actually do it? Was he being set up? Um, which it turns out that he was being set up, uh, but Christine is trying to pit Barbie and Pete against one another, which leads to one of the most horrifying moments in the episode in which Pete is beaten to death with a bat by Barbie. Oh my god, Dale, Barbie, who are you? I mean, I do know that, I mean, he did shoot someone in the face in, like, the first season, so, and that was Julia's husband, um, which managed to not mess up his relationship with Julia, but it is hard to come back from brutally killing someone for what you'll later discover is no apparent reason. I think his relationship with Julia is on thin ice anyway, so now he's just like... Oh, well, the whole town is is really up in arms. They don't know who's in charge. People are starting to like fight back against Christine. They're like, well, we don't have to always do what she says, especially Nori and Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think pe- people are still not quite making sense of the vast power that Christine has. Well, we found out that Christine, as uh, who we think is the first person who touched the egg, she is like the queen bee, and she's trying to spread this these like alien cells to like influence people, apparently. And in doing so, she has picked her favorites. Apparently, Barbie is one of her favorites. Junior, and of Junior course. is. Uh, Pete is not, and Pete and uh, Barbie get into that tussle be, uh, while under influence. I I just the episode was like a crazy mosh pit of what I can't believe all these things are happening at once. Like the town is devolving into chaos. Like again, every few minutes we were just like, "What? Yes, what? What's happening? Whoa, okay." Especially when. Julia finds this file called Alaska that was on the camera, Mm -hmm. and she tries to upload it on Bird Island, Mm -hmm. and then a gun gets pointed to her head, and then the guy doing the pointing gets pointed at by Big Jim. 
coming to save the day. But what they're trying to do is find out what the heck is going on. What's Christine hiding? Why is she lying to everyone about who she really is? We need to uncover the truth. And they think that, oh, all we're going to find out is that she works for Acteon, and we just want to prove it. But it's so much deeper than what they think. Well, we know she placed herself at Acteon, which is interesting because it's like Acteon is trying to figure out what's, like... Uh, was happening in Alaska or what happened in Alaska, who the Queen Bee is, and Christine placed herself at Acteon so she could in turn keep tabs on them. But I don't know if Acteon is really just researching the egg like they say they are. Right. I think that they're they're the people that are really conducting this experiment, mm-hmm. which you called, by the way, you said this is a social experiment, and I was like, I'm not so sure, but um, it's pretty clear this episode because the quote-unquote doctor in the lab coat, I don't know how much of a doctor he is. I don't know what his role really is. I think we're he's going to become a much bigger character in the future. Mm-hmm. But he starts talking about what they did in Alaska like 25 years ago. Yes. And then they have this old footage. But... I just have to say, side note, the girl in the footage did not look like 25 years ago. She looked very modern. Anyway, she was beautiful, but... Um, but they found out that people touched the eggs and they became infected, and then, like, Lemmings, for some reason, the main the main the leader, doctor yeah, committed the suicide was, and everybody followed. Yeah, okay. It was the old story of, like, oh, if so-and-so was going to jump off a cliff, would you do it? And they were totally, like, fine with it. They weren't even, like, hesitating. The other people following this doctor in the past. That That was a creepy scene, too. I feel like I'm having so many images right now about the episode. I'm going to need therapy after this. This episode was extremely creepy. And usually in an episode of Under the Dome, there's a couple of times that we're kind of chuckling to each other, like, I can't believe they said that. Or, I can't believe that. Junior, <laughs> did that like turn to the camera so dramatic? Right. But this time, no, there was no like little chuckles. It was just like, <gasps> what? Ew. Oh, no. Sorry for all the weird noises, but that's what was happening. <laughs> it is what was happening. So, um, we have this scene. We have this scene where we learn what the egg is like 25 years ago and that the first person who touched the egg is the leader. And so Christine. Um, has been doing all these sexy times things to try and spread the egg cells With on everyone. Yeah. And just in more creepy scenes, she keeps like slathering herself on the goo, which she says is oxycotton, but we really. Oxytocin. Oxytocin, I'm sorry. Oxycotton. <laughs> oh, it's a whole different show. Whole different Crazier show. Crazier and crazy. Um, but I don't. But oxytocin, we, which it, we don't think it is. We think we it's just the cells. We think that's her like explanation of it to, to make it feel safe. Like, right. oh, this is just the pheromone or hormone that you release in your body when you have sex or when you feel really good and you're eating something amazing, chocolate or whatever. But no, that's not what the goo is at all. No. And you know what's interesting is this... control goo. This plot line to me with people being kind of inhabited like zombie-like almost. That's what I wrote down too. Yeah, they're like zombies. Because there's this scene with Nori and Joe. Right. And they're laying in the grass and looking up at the sky and feeling 
for a moment, a little bit of happiness. Like, mm-hmm. we're back together. We feel like ourselves. And Nori is telling Joe, like, please repeat after me. I, Joe, will do this for you. And basically, like, pleading with him, like, please don't let me become like these people. Keep me away from them. I don't want to, like, be attacked by the glassy-eyed people. Right. And then she says, kill me, which to me was the real, like, zombie move where she's like, kill me if I if I turn into one of them. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, the glassy-eyed pod people are like zombies now. Because they're not thinking for themselves. They're, they're not. just going to do whatever the leader says. Like, oh, I'm a zombie. And when we have that scene with, uh, after, well, Hunter, because he's under the influence of zombieism, comes and tries to get... Zombieism. Zombieism. Tries to get Nori to come back to, um, to the base camp. And she, there's a tussle and he falls off the roof. And then they're all in the base camp together, but Nori's looking around and telling Junior he's being silly or stupid. And and Hunter, you know, like you said, he he fell off the roof, but everyone was listening to him to tell the story of what happened. And, oh, I, I was on the roof. Joe and Nori were installing the solar panels, and I was trying to get them to come back with me. And Nori pushed me off the roof, and everyone's like, <gasps> and then everyone and they just believe him. Yes, everyone encircles them, and they have their zombie eyes, and they're trying to leave, and they can't. And that's to me, it was interesting because Amanda and I are watching, it, and Amanda's like, "This is the creepiest moment that has ever happened on Under the Dome, like for real creepy." And yeah. it was; it was very creepy. It was so scary because it was like they were surrounded by a dome of people. Yes, and I think to me that was another true Stephen King moment where you have these like zombified beings basically encircling them and they're people stuck. that you thought were your friends and neighbors right and they're all of a sudden enemies right and you can't talk any sense into them like you can't even explain anything because Nori tries to explain it like no he was helping me stand up and I didn't want to really get up and I didn't grab his hand enough and he just fell Nori and Joe, though, do have that cute moment in the grass where um, I really love oh, them as a couple. I yes. think they're super How cute. How can we gloss over this part? Yeah, it was so super cute. I was so stoked to see that. And I was so happy to see that moment where they they hold hands just as they realize everyone's coming in on them. And Nori finally tells Joe, I love you. It was so That was really, really sweet because... Nori, oh, we, need, we needed that, especially in this episode. Ooh. Oh, yeah. We needed something sweet. Ooh, yes. We needed something sweet. And we sweet. needed that cute little dog. Oh, my God. Nori, um, Nori, now that she's kind of moved away from this influence, she's back to being um, one of... Nori was always one of my favorite characters because she kind of says things that the audience thinks, which are like, like, you're being crazy, and when Hunter's coming up to the roof, she's like, no, I'm a free person, I do what I want. Like, yeah, it's a free country, this is ridiculous. I'm just gonna stay here. And and I love that her, as the, as the realist, as this person who seems to have kind of, um, um, almost like a, a wall up around her uh, as as like a teenage coping mechanism she's still able to tell joe that she loved her which i thought or she loved him which yes. i thought was sweet yes and nori also is very level-headed and even if it if if 
her delivery might offend other people, she does tell people how she really feels. Mm-hmm. And you know where you stand with Nori, no matter what. And That's so it true. was very it was very strange those couple episodes when she was with Hunter and she was just like, Yeah, whatever, I'm just gonna go like kill a pig with my bow and arrow and it's cool and it helps the town and uh it's like what? What Who I really want what I really want to happen at the end of the zombie scene though is for uh Carolyn to come in and save Nori. Because where is her mom when all these people are becoming oh, zombies? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Thank you for remembering Carolyn because she hasn't been here in a couple episodes. Like what is she doing? And I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take a special moment to acknowledge that Under the Dome has a uh people of color and minority representation problem because they've killed off uh, all of their all of their main minority characters that people really teacher? responded to not the science teacher no um, oh people they did kill her off to. the ones that people responded to like oh. Linda and Ben and Phil yeah from the radio station yeah remember what a cool character Phil was until he suddenly became some sort of like crazy drug addict cop those moments with Phil and Dodie were so wonderful in the beginning, and then they just kind of let the character degenerate and become terrible. And so they've gotten rid of these. They these, have the, they have their like token people that look different, Let's right? Just put it but that then way. they got rid of these minority characters, and they're sidelining this. Uh, they're sidelining Carolyn, who I think is another character that people really respond to. And then the problem is, you bring in characters like. Uh, Rebecca Pine or Ava and you don't give them like you either put them in the case of Rebecca Pine you put them in like an antagonistic plot line where it's like okay it's hard to like her because she's so science zealous and then Big Jim at the time was so dumb Jesus that you were like I can't get behind this character because she just seems so overzealous. And then you have Ava, which Ava is right now just being used as a plot device. The actress so, doesn't get to do anything other than be a plot device. Yeah, she doesn't get to really develop as a character. Yeah. And um, that's that's exactly right. I like how you put that because I feel like maybe the, the story, I don't know, maybe you, you would feel a different way if like certain characters that have been there all along looked different or like if the people that are the characters that are just used for a plot line looked a little bit you know it's right. it's, it's a strange casting method I think yeah um, I think they acknowledge but that at, at least at least you have a diverse group of actors I mean that's a good thing but it's weird it's you can't just have a diverse group without it having like mean something Yeah, it has to mean something. You can't bring in, like, you can't say, okay, well, we're killing off of all of our, like, minorities or people of color, and then we're going to bring in actors that, like, we're not really going to give full flesh things to because we feel like we just are filling in blanks. That's not... That's not how it works. And and to me, it's like, watching it, it's become painfully obvious. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things that you try not to think about, but, like, you notice, like... It's hard. It's an elephant in the room. It's one of it those is. things you really do. You're you're like watching it, and you're like, I'm trying so hard to just like say that this isn't what ha- what's happening, but it is what's happening, and it's it's really frustrating, especially in the case of like we have this big scene at the end where uh, you have this violent fight, and then Ava feels like she's saved by Barbie from uh, Pete, and she kisses him. 
And all I could do was be angry because I'm like, I just wanted him to be with Julia, but it's only because Julia is more of a fleshed out character. I don't, I don't really, I can't really be justified in the feeling of not liking Ava because they haven't really given her anything past like, oh, I'm, I'm supportive or, or I'm, my mind's being taken over. Well, I, the only reason I don't want Dale Barbara to end up with Ava is because that's Christine's plan. And she wants Ava and Dale to have a baby together to replace Christine. Yeah, that's so weird and and gross. I don't want them to be together because I don't want that to happen. It's so weird and gross because you're like, why are you trying to, like, impregnate other people for your benefit? It's, It's so, like... It's just like why can't this girl have her own uh her own actions and you're wondering okay well what would her character really be like if she wasn't under the influence of Christine All right so speaking of the influence of Christine this is another elephant in the room and I I was hesitating to say this because I didn't want to say it the wrong way but Christine Price on the show I think represents uh, for lack of a better phrase, a, like a cult leader. She totally is and, like a cult leader. And it's kind of like, well, you know, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And I know that's a phrase that people say a lot, but mm-hmm. it's really scary what people can be tricked into doing and uh, without their really being aware of it. Uh, it's it, She's just basically brainwashing them along with this goo, which... I, I think, I feel like Christine would be able to do this even without the goo. I don't know if we need that in the plot. Like, right? it's really weird and disgusting. But I don't know what it is about that goo. I don't know what it is, but every <laughs> time awful. she puts her fingers into it and then, like, rubs it on other people, I'm like, shines, don't do that. It's unsanitary. The flashlight on her hand, like, look at it. It's so gross. Just look at it on my fingers. It's and so I know a lot lovely. of gross things have happened on Under the Dome, but for some reason... This doesn't seem necessary. Yeah, for some reason reason that is the thing that is one of the things that just gets me i'm like this is just disgusting stop oh god i, just I had did like even worse thought i did like that moment though where about it um where she basically gets trapped in the end julia's in her office and she comes back and julia holds julia's her got her feet up yeah like hey uh, it's my office now yeah Pinch. and she basically is escorting her excuse me <laughs> She's basically escorting her back to Bird Island. I like this Julia Big Jim teaming. I really do like them as a team. Team Julia Big Jim. I was really, I was like waiting for a week when I felt like it was going to be time to wear this shirt. And I wore it in the right time. I was like, yes, Julia, yes. And we thought Big Jim had them. I mean, he was setting up the explosives. He's watching them. But then... uh, You mean the team of people from Acteon. Yeah, I thought he had the... I thought he had them in his Big Jim pocket. I mean, I have a lot of faith in... And Big Jim knowing how to, like, outwit people around him. Or at least Mm -hmm. manipulate people Mm -hmm. around him. And then even seemed in that room when uh, when he was in the room with the scientist um, looking at the computer with Julia, it even seemed like he he was on the up and up in that room. And then we think, okay, now that Big Jim is, like, given this information, he's going to be escorted out of the dome. Nope, he gets put into a birdcage, which is where Bird Island got its name, apparently. Yeah. Which not, think- not from the actual cages, but from the fact that there were birds there. Yeah, and... I think that this is going to be an interesting theme coming up, and we can talk about that more in predictions, but I think that's a really interesting point that you made, because 
he's he's in a birdcage, and um, and this doctor, this creepy doctor, who the actor playing this role is amazing, because he really has a lot of um, levels. Like you think that he might be on their side, but he's really not. But wait, he might listen to me. Oh, but I don't think he's going to. And you don't know what he's going to do, which is fantastic to watch. Um, but Big Jim is there in the cage, and the doctor tells him, well, in every experiment you have the experiment, and you and have the, the control. control. Christine Price is the experiment. You, Mr. Rennie, are the control. So Duh. then, it's, so it, it's interesting because we don't know what to think that... We don't know. We were thinking that Christine was in charge of everything and manipulating everyone, but now you're like, okay, who's really in charge here? Is Acteon, they knew that and they put her there? That's the worst. It's like, does Christine even know that she's being made to be the right. queen bee? Right. Does she even want to be in this position? Or has she just been tricked into it? And it's like, you think she's the leader, but I think the leader is getting played. Yeah. Um, and then, so Big Jim is stuck in this cage, and they threaten to kill the dog, which was actually, like, I know a lot of people have died under the dome, but that was one of the most horrifying moments for Amanda and I. We were like, don't you dare! They were holding the dog like it was a little baby, too. Just in, in this henchman's arms. There's something about... They had this awful knife, and it was just the worst. It was the, like, I couldn't even look. I had to cover my face. It's just like there's something about slaughtering animals that is just not okay. And then my my like right side of my brain was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're not going to kill a dog on CBS primetime. They can't do they that. They cut a cow in half. So I, I was thinking that dog was in trouble and I was freaking the crap out. I didn't know if they were just going to do a mind trick, though, on Jim and tell him that they were going to do that to the dog and then just take the dog into another room. Right. And it's also, um, so they don't kill the dog. Big Jim gives the information. But I was also touched because this is the only character or the only, yeah, the only character that Big Jim has shown real, like, genuine affection to. I mean, I'm he's so kind of postured here. affection before, but he loved this dog. He just I'm, loved I'm this dog. I'm trying to listen to you, Jackie, but I'm still here, like, in shock, uncomfortable talking about this poor dog. <sighs> and they've even named him in this episode, which made, which made it even worse. You know what I mean? Like, it was already bad. It's already bad no matter what. But he even has a cute name, Indy, like, Indiana Jones, we're going to go exploring. Steven Spielberg! We did, yeah, we did have the fans mention that Big Jim is a better caretaker of his dog than Ben. Rip Ben. And probably Rip Truman because Ben didn't take care of him. (sighs) But I can't forget, I I remember um, earlier in the episode, you know, Christine has her little tape recorder, Mm -hmm. which she likes to talk to but for what reason we still don't like who who is when is she gonna play this recorder she's taking notes for for herself some other time for for, oh maybe it's for the doctors down at the bird island maybe it is for the doctors at bird island anyway but she was led there in handcuffs i'm so confused i don't know but she says into her little recorder she says it's only a matter of time before the dome begins to calcify 
Yeah, she was insinuating that people were going to suffocate, which is interesting because we haven't... I feel like we've... Um, we did have a brief fire, oh, but sorry. it's been a long time before we had a true dome disaster. So I was like, mm, are we coming up on another dome disaster? Disaster we of the week. We haven't had one in a while. Not that we should have one, but we just haven't. And I was curious as mm-hmm. to if that was where they were going. Well, the disaster this week was the people dying being crushed by the town hall construction site. Yeah, um, and, two and people died. That Pete was- died brutally, horribly by Barbie. I felt bad because it Which, was like it felt like you were building up this rapport and you were just getting to know Pete. Yeah, and like I'm in the army. I'm in the Marines. We're going to work together. I don't know if Barbie can come back from that because that now, was pretty and now it's kind of like, brutal. well, fine. Go be with Ava and make a crazy dome baby then. But see, the problem is neither of them, like, both of them are under the influence of Christine, so they're really just doing Christine's bidding. So I I hope they fight her because that's not fair. But there was a glimmer of hope for Dale in this episode. It seemed like maybe he wasn't going to listen to Christine, and he went to go talk to Pete and, like, try to work it out with him, and he's like, we don't have to really listen to Christine. And then it was like, oh... He's wavering. He's and wavering Chris, back and forth on the influence Christine of Christine. Christine wanted, wanted Pete and Barbie to fight each other. She's like, "You'll know when the time is right what to do. Follow your heart until it stops beating." Oh my gosh! God, it's um, just, she she is a master manipulator, and she likes to get in everyone's head, and she makes it feel like it's your choice. Which is so crazy. Yeah, that's what's really crazy. So speaking of that, she goes to check in on Abby after she finds out that Sam is drinking. This again. is another one of like the most like terrifying and offensive things. There's something there there is something very like psychologically terrifying about not being not being in control of your own mind and having someone control your like actions and make decisions for you. Which uh, she's doing to Ava, which she with the baby, and she's doing she did to Abby by giving her all these pills. Yeah. So Christine talks to Abby about her child, mm-hmm. and there's information that we've never learned before about her baby, because we know that Abby told people that, oh no, I'm cut off from seeing my baby because the dome came down, mm-hmm. but really Social Security took the baby away. But really... But really, it seems like the baby had, like, fetal alcohol syndrome or something And Social like Security that. probably did take the baby away, but also this poor little baby out there, you know, is going to have a lot of problems with her brain functioning correctly. Right. Because, because of uh, her addiction. Yes. And um, Christine was like, you know, I think you're going to make the right choice this time. This time, like... This was pure evil. I mean, they... And she's just like, here, here's a bottle of death pills. Like, it was really, it was really heartbreaking because we had to face this, like, almost suicide in the last episode. And now, like, we thought, okay, Abby's home free. And she still has the marks on her neck. Yeah, we were thinking, okay, yeah, Abby is an alcoholic and she's struggling with that. But she's home free. She's home free, right? No. She uh, she kills herself in the bathtub, and Sam finds her, which we know now Sam is going to go on another downward spiral. Oh, it's on the Vampire Diaries after show. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with our technical difficulties. I hope you can still hear us. Uh, the voice after show. Just yeah, kidding. But, but 
No, I mean, this whole thing of people just doing whatever Christine says, it's almost like, am I making my own choices? And I think it might even be like kind of a um, a wake-up call to everyone else in Chester's Mill. Speaking of which, I hope I, so. um, unless you have anything else, that actually leads into my predictions. Oh. Um, no, I mean, I just, I feel like, no, I'll just... I'll just say Hunter is not to be trusted anymore, no, and he, he is, is going to turn into, like, pure evil, I think. I think he might be, like, junior. Yes. So, these are our predictions. I like waiting for this noise. It's, it, makes me, it makes me feel valid. <laughs> I'm very shaken up by this episode. I thought... I thought I had like watched it and like I was like okay this is this is all right like I I was really into it it was really interesting to watch but at the same time I'm still a little discombobulated I'm very discombobulated we know from the previews that um that there's going to be like a band of people together to fight this um it's Big Jim Julia I think my prediction is I I, because it was so fast and I didn't oh, actually Nori stop it. Nori and Joe, of course. Um, I think Sam's going to actually join them because I think this downward spiral of what happened with Abby is going to really affect him and bring him into the fold as well. I also am dreaming that Lyle Shumway or Lyle, what was his name? It was Lyle. Rennie. I think no, it was, no, it's not Rennie. It's Lyle something or other. If you know, tweet at me, write it in the comments. Um, I'm dreaming all that I, Lyle makes a comeback. All I know is that he's Lyle and he is charming and creepy at the same time. But yes, I do hope he comes back. Too. I do. I do hope he makes a comeback. But, but um, it's I, just it's turning into this. It, like instead of being this mystery of like. What is the dome? Why is it here? And it's just people trapped under a dome and there's disasters going on. And how are we going to have enough food? It's turning into this whole other show, which, I mean, they still have the through line of what's happened in the past. But it's pretty crazy that now everyone's sort of under the, instead of just being under the dome, they're under the influence of Christine, who's under the influence of Acteon. And at the end of the episode this week, Julia, she... Points a gun at Christine, makes her get in her Prius, drives her over to the edge of town. You on the drive lake. that Prius, Julia. Yeah, Julia, you do your thing. Yes. Um, Amanda and I both drive Priuses. We do. Fact. Yes. <laughs> so we're, we're like, pro Prius. We're like, you go Prius. and save the rest of the energy that's in the dome. Please, no more, no more. Uh, well, she might be out of gas anyway. I don't know what's going She's on. She's driving her Prius on the safety mode. Yeah, you can only drive like Eco ten miles mode, an hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, here we go. <laughs> but she has Christine in her clutches. She's like, yes, I've solved it. I've solved it. I've got her here. They're taking her away. They're taking her to Burt Island. You can't mess with us. You know, don't sit with us. Like, keep calm and move on, Christine. I'm going to use all the phrases tonight. But um, we thought it was like she was winning. Julia was winning. And then Christine turns around and she is like real casual. Oh, honey. This, No. You you think that you can save the human race? We're way past that. Yeah, she seems pretty casual and confident, yeah, which like, was... I've already done my job. Disconcerting. Yeah, like Christine... I, 
my who are you really because she she looks in the mirror oh the reflection of the stones in the cave with her and junior and they both look the same now i know my uh, my challenge to the viewers, I have a challenge to the viewers, is to see if you can come up with a theory that connects not only what you've learned in this episode, but connects all the way back to season one. Make see if you can find a through point that makes all of, all of the crazy things that have happened under the dome connect. And, and all the Melanie situations connect, and her all friends, the dome children, the, the, the dome Jesus. People. See if you can make it all connect. Um, I actually have... The raining blood. Yeah. Remember that? Exactly. The dome's on fire. Remember all the oldies but goodies and see how they connect. I I have some shout-outs for people. They're in Ooh. my purse, which is sitting over there. So, uh, why Amanda... Don't, why don't I get it? Thank you. Yes. I'll get the shout-outs. Meanwhile, under the dome... Things are happening. Things are happening. This is my um, getting my purse music. Oh, things are happening. But you know, it's it's just really crazy because I just I feel like this I is want how to, the magic happens, people. I feel like I want to make more sense out of this out of this episode because it revealed so much. But then I'm like, to what end? Yes, that's why that's why I have my challenge to the viewers. Yes. Which um, our iTunes commenters, I have a couple of iTunes comments. Pina Colada says, "Great podcast, better than the show." And uh, she points out how odd Christine's lips are. Yeah, she had some work done that made her lips oh, look weird. Girl, um, yeah. J Rhodes fifty five says this is a really good. Po- co- Nah, podcast. But she wants to point out to Matt, who is no longer on this podcast, that uh, it's propane, not petroleum, which he kept saying. Uh, we miss you, Matt. Yes. Uh, and Rukadu, Ruikadu95 says it's a great show, says we're funny, and they love Dome Jesus. Um, Dome I hope Jesus. Dome Jesus can save the Dome. Any last thoughts before we go? I'm happy that you just added that because it made me think, you know, there's times in the Bible where uh, people were imprisoned, but they kept their spirits up and they kept praying and singing. That's true. Even in the time of adversity. And they made it out just so they could, like, save other people somehow. And so maybe Big Jim, yeah, he's locked up in this cage, but I don't think any cage can hold Big Jim. And I feel like though, you said singing, which makes me think there should be an Under the Dome musical. Singing if you were, and it's a bird cage and birds sing. I don't know where this is going, but I The like bird it. cage is also a musical. Oh. A oh, fabulous amazing, musical. Amazing movie as well. Um, side note. We have lots of side notes tonight. We have lots of side notes tonight. And it's, you know, it's late here in Los Angeles. It is, well, thank you for listening to us. Where can the people find you, Amanda? If you want to find me, hmm, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Runway Queen. You can find me, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff is on my website, 123jackieb.com. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 